everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Latin Babbler Show. I am your host, the Latin Babbler, and I am joined with the crew, absolutely Miss Rocky, and Sylvia, also known as Cosmo Latina. Our guest today is a former BuzzFeed content creator for Pero Like. He's a comedian, he's an investor, and now at co-owner of the, the first Dominican cigar manufacturing house in California. Welcome to the show, Gabriel Del Orbez. What's up? Some people call me a negro peligroso, cafe con leche. <laughs> I heard the cafe con leche. I saw that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I'm here. I'm here. You're here. This internet is the devil. Change the channel. Change the channel. Change the channel. That's funny. Yo con la lantera esta que tengo. Now she's got she's got the ring. Ahora sí que tiene el ring for sure. All right, so let me oh, go ahead. Yeah. Vamos a empezar. Vamos a ver. I'm I'm curious. What was it like growing up with Gabriel in the household? Like, were you the family clown the whole time? I think we were all clowns. Everybody was hilarious. Uh, my me and I think me and my sister Andy were like the the two. Like were extremely funny. Uh, I don't think uh, I want to say that I was the funniest one out of all of us. My mom was hilarious, but I, it, it all stems from my grandma. My grandma is the matriarch, was the matriarch of the family, and you could sit down and talk to my grandma, and you would die of laughter. Like you would die. Like it was just boom, 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 boom. And then my uncles are hilarious from my mom's side, and then it's just I think all of that just transferred from our grandma. The way we talk. The way we act, we move, with our, we talk with our finger. All of that is, is from my grandma. So the comedy comes from my grandma. Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, look, it was the same for me. Like, my, my grandma was the matriarch. Now you have so many matriarchs. Once once the grandma, like, you know, moves on, you know, you now have all the tias and tios who try to kind of try to keep it together for the, for the side of the family. So, but yeah, I can relate because I lived with my grandma for two years in the Dominican Republic. And she made us laugh. Like she used to come out of the room, like with just the bra, talk about Edie Chacon and stuff and like making fun of everything, <laughs> <laughs> just joking around. And Chacon. I was like, what are you doing? And she would be like, tick, 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 like just rugging around the house. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> and my grandma would talk so fast. Like she was like, we have a video of her just roasting her sister. That's crazy. So I know that like we both have like very similar stories. So you actually and first I want to say thank you for your service. So you, you were part of the military. So I got to ask you because we both went to we were talking earlier. We both went to Great Lakes, Illinois. See, see, when, see. How did you enjoy your? Well, first of all, when did you go to boot camp? Like what month? And and how did you enjoy it? The month que hacía un maldito frío del diablo. Oh my god! How am I supposed For to those keep people a fake? That that that's this. probably January, February, or March. It's one of those. It was March. Oof. Oh my god! Oh lord! Oh, maldito frío! Increíble, señores. They were like, "Oh, you got to stand in attention." Con este frío, ustedes están del diablo. <laughs> the Lord, babe, shut up. Get down. Get 
give me 50. And I'm like, God damn. Give me 20. I was always getting in trouble. We were embarrassed as hell with those blue ass uniforms we get when you first start boot camp. The, the Smurfs, they call them. The utilities. The utility. Do you remember those blue sweats? They were long. You were supposed to look like everybody oh, else. The Smurfs. The Smurfs. About 40? <laughs> I was like, oh no. So and I had, and they, they gave me the wrong sneakers. They gave me like female sneakers. So I had like tight ass. <laughs> I want to know what you're drinking. Though. Like what is that? Is that like what? Is that like Perrier. water? Or is that like a forty? That's oh, okay. Ah, bueno. Okay. No, it's something else. DK. For a long time, I'm learning. It's Pellegrino. Pellegrino. We international. We international. Do you remember? Do you remember going under the tunnel? I remember always. I remember everything about boot camp. I try to forget it, but I remember. Do you, remember, do you remember the song? The, yeah, I remember the song. I just don't remember like all the lyrics. Well, we're not gonna we're not sing that, but let's sing the let's see if we can sing the first bars. I, I'll I'll try to keep you up with it because I remember the song very clearly. You ready? So, was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Anchors away, my boys. Anchors away. Farewell to college, boys. We sail at the break. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> like that. Like, how did you guys do it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. First of all, everybody. Every time everybody sang, I never remember any of the songs. Any of them? Yeah, yeah but, but there was other songs. Like, yeah, uh, but I didn't sing those. I didn't know those. Hey, Captain Jack, meet me down yeah, on the railroad track. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. Yo, you remember in the beginning of boot camp, everybody starts off being all like super, super military. So the walks on when you're marching are like left, 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 right, left. But by the end of boot oh, no, camp, when, was- when you're like in the seventh week, that dude sounded like yeah. Justin Bieber at the end. <laughs> oh, no. You know, they do that on purpose. They get black people to sing cadence. I wouldn't and, doubt it. And for, me, and for me, it was it was a black dude. It was like uh, they for us it was like one, two, 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 or three, or four. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Said more. No, you should be like one to one. <laughs> one, yeah. two, three, four, three, four, three, four, one, two, three. And then I'm in my head, I'm like three. <laughs> you can never oh, let it go. That guy was amazing. He was just like all of a sudden they got busted in the move. It's like they trained them. <laughs> Yeah, he used to be like, oh, you're one, you're one, you're one, two, three, four. I'm like, damn, all those steps. Everybody's in the beginning, you're all like, by, by the end of boot camp, everybody's like, in our pocket, in our pocket. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So you oh, were stationed on the Ronald Reagan, right? I was stationed on the Ronald Reagan, USS Ronald Reagan, the mighty Ronald Reagan, the finest ship on the fleet. The the aircraft carrier, what was it like? Did it carrier. rock a lot? Hell no, it, it's a big ass carrier. So why not? You need a tsunami to rock that motherfucker. Man, you got lucky. Yeah. I was on a guided Where cruiser. You? you had to jog Yo, carefully. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, were you, away. <laughs> you were running like this. Back. Yo, yeah, but you go That's out to sea. So you, you out there for nine months. Oh, Oh, 
That's messed um, up. That's when messed I lived up. In Hong Kong, like we knew when the Navy was in town, and because there were only like two, three like Latin clubs. Oh man, salsa night when Navy was in town. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh me. That's me. We had a, like a salsa crew, and I didn't know how to, how to dance salsa, but uh, there was a guy teaching us, but he had to leave. So he would dance his salsa. He'd be like, Adiel, I got to go next week. I know we just started the classes, but now you got to take over the classes. I'm like, don't you know that I don't know how to dance salsa to teach people? He was like, don't worry about it. You got it. Just teach them what I taught you. You're here. Well, we pulled into, I think it was Singapore, Thailand, and I downloaded a whole bunch of salsa videos on YouTube. And then before I had the little uh, iPod. And then I will watch a video on iPad. Hey, eso es lo que voy a enseñar. Yo, yo me, yo me, yo sabía salsa. Y ahí que yo le estaba enseñando a la gente. Y like the dile que no. Un, dos, tres. Oh, y eso es. Yo nada más hice the salsa class para yo bailar y desahogarme. ¿Verdad? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what the funny part is? Is when we sit there and uh, we talk about the military experience. Like, did, what did you join for? I mean, did you join because you wanted to join the military? I got stuck in the GI Bill. I mean, I have another story, but I'm not going to say it out loud because my cousin watches the show. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I was I was tired of New York, man. I think uh, at that time there was like I was my life was going nowhere. I was in GNC, and uh, my boy came over, uh, Jeffrey. He was like, "Listen, yeah, I know that you want to do real estate in the future. You get a, a VA loan where you don't got to put nothing down. I'm like, well, you don't got to put nothing down. Oh, that's crazy." And they, they give you a GI Bill that you go to school and they pay you to go to school. I was like, I hate school, but if they pay me to go to school, I'll do it. Right. Right. And then it was just, it was like, so, and I, was like, and I get to get out. And I remember that time, I think uh, like two of my boys on the block got jumped. And then there was another dude that he was crying that somebody killed his father. He was like, he was like a gangster, right? I, I worked at GNC. I was not no gangster. I was like, you know, I throw vitamins and minerals and all that shit, right? <laughs> I'm like, you want protein? 12 shots. 12 shots. <laughs> uh, Collagen. You, go, you know what? I can give you some protein so you can beat somebody up. I ain't not going to fight Gabriel, so you you mentioned the the bill and you were trying to become like a real estate investor, right? But it didn't work out for you. I left the Navy. I was like, I, I studied so much real estate I wanted to do because I did a lot of seminars and, and studying. I was, I was a young age. I was 14 years old. I was always studying. I read Rich That Poor That. When I was out to say I read uh, uh, Get Rich. Uh, what is it? Was the, the Dad Poor Dad. Rich That Poor Dad. It was Think and Grow Rich. It was uh, the 48 Laws of Power. It was uh, uh, Make Friends and Influence People. I, I read all those but It was just like knowledge of book. I, I read a lot of seminars and stuff like that. So yeah, yo, hey, yo sé todo. <laughs> Super real he knew and uh i think I, I went into business and i just i did business with the wrong people man i just I, uh i went in as partners with people that were shady and and when you're young you're just trying to take shortcuts they're like where somebody say you know what we got get you a corporation at trade lines and blah, blah. And we're like, and you could get this amount of money. And then it's like, this is, this is uh, something that's uh, not real, not true. And it's illegal. It's unethical. And as, as a young person, you just want to get rich quick. Right. And then I'm like, I'm going to take a, and you listen to the wrong people. And I even met this one guy, que era un blanco. See, I'm a Keith Middlebrook. I'll put his name out because fuck him. Um, <laughs> And he shows up. Estaba en la película Moneyball, actually. He was like, he was an empire in Moneyball. He shows up. 
with a nice ass Bentley, right? He has like cufflinks, nice suit, yet the lot. He was like, you know, I could get you two million dollars, blah blah. Tú sabes, metiendo me muela. You know, I had sex with Lindsay Lohan. Smell my fingers, right? And I was like, and I was blown away because I never met somebody that had sex with Lindsay Lohan. And when and he let me drive the Bentley, right? And he's driving, driving. I'm like, and I'm like, me me ilusionó. Y yo lo creía todo porque eso fue. And I just wanted to I just wanted to become rich than yeah. and then and I and you know my man scammed me out of my money I, I went like $70,000 in debt uh, with the wrong people you know and there was, other, there was other people involved too that were shady and that's how come I, they got me they, they helped me get a whole bunch of loans and I just it just I went downhill I went through bankruptcy I lost everything and uh I, I, I was in the middle of a lawsuit, and it was it, it, like it was like a rock bottom. You quería morirme, para la verdad. Y eso fue cuando after I joined the navy, I, I went. I left the navy with sixty thousand dollars in my pocket and, and eight hundred credit score. Y with those bad business decisions, yo perdí todo, mi hermano, que yo me quería morir. Yo dije, there's no way that I could, you know, stand up. And, and I also went through a hyperthyroidism, a grave disease with, with my thyroid. I'm a, I'm a, I'm more open about it because I'm like, there's other people out there with grave disease que, que, que le, pasa un, le pasa eso y pues uno se siente cansado y uno, uno piensa que you cannot move forward in life. And you can. And you can. And I was like, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm broke. I was driving a, like a ho- a bucket, little hoopty. You see what I'm saying? And I, I slept in my car. When I moved to LA, I was like sleeping in my car. I would cry at night thinking like, there's no way that I, I could make something. Right. I'm here alone. My, all my family's in New York. I can't move back to New York because me and my mom bump heads and the Dominicana no so fácil. No fácil. Mi mamá, yo voy la visito y después en dos días dije, ¿cuánto que tú te vas para pasar el día? <laughs> yo no te quiero aquí yo no te quiero aquí que lo que <laughs> no, like, and, you know, and for me it was just like you know I gotta go back and I just went back and even though I struggled it was extremely hard um, I was able to make something of my, I went into comedy I went into comedy I had like I saw Kevin Hart's laugh at my pain I was afraid of public speaking definitely afraid yeah I, I read that yeah, I'm like were, yeah. wow. yo like like stream like my hand I was like like, anxiety of like, like the cold like, sweats and, and, and everything. They'll be like, "Yo, can you say something on stage?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, 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 and, and I was like, I saw a laugh in my pain, and then Kevin Hart walks on stage, and you hear like the, his heart bumping. And you see, you hear that he's nervous. I'm like, this guy's at that level, he's nervous, and he's going out there, he's doing it. I was like, I, I want to face my fear because I would see people tell me you should try comedy, but I was like, no, because I'm afraid of public speaking, I can't do it, right? And then I was like, you should get into acting, and I was like, I can't do it because I have bad memory. Right, so I told. <laughs> so he's got bad memory. So you you can't read the lines for long because like you you I get my memory's still bad. But guess what? I was in a movie that was in in South by Southwest. You did. You got two of them actually, right? You got, you got quite a few credits actually. Oh. I saw on IMDb. Yo, I didn't even see. I, I didn't even go to LA to be an actor. I, I didn't want to be an actor. I was like, people be like, you know what? You should try. I'm like, you know what? Yo soy un tipo que lo que me viene me va a tirar eso. 
Did you enjoy it though? Like, did you enjoy the process? Because being an actor is kind of a whole different like ball game. Me and Mano, I enjoy it because I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty good at it. Like the comedy side of yeah. like, I can't cry. I'm a Dominican man. <laughs> uh, Listen, when we follow you, no, you honey, you're great. We're, we're big fans. One day when you're crying, you made that shit happen. <laughs> Did Oscar nominated Go. performance? Listen, cheers to you, cheers to you. We got tequila shots. I, I, yo, I want that Oscar. Yo, I was like, oh yeah, that message. Yo, lloré. Uno viste que está llorando ahí. Un tigre que no llora. He's like, <laughs> and the Oscar goes to Gabriel for his actual authentic <laughs> cry, which he hasn't done in all his life. <laughs> oh no, it's just another other person that wants to be like Kanye. Eso fue para mí. He's like, let me interrupt you be all right. because Latin Babylon had the best video of all time. <laughs> he got ears like looking at like Taylor Swift. It's like comedy live on Friday. Oh, like see. this is like the best. This is my therapy. This is my Honestly. laughter therapy. Yo vas a decir todo bien todo este fin de semana. Oh, tan bello. I got a show coming up 24, 25, 26. Tira se para allá, Nueva York. Ay, no. Ya me están llegando los viajes. Oye, oye, nos tomamos nos juntamos y nos tomamos fotos ahí. Where is it at? Where we where you going to be at? I'm in uh, Caroline's uh, for 24, 25, and 26 con a la reina Aida Rodriguez. Aida, so yeah. You guys should do an interview with her because she's like, she had, uh, she's a Dominican Puerto Rican woman that had her, her own special on HBO Max. She's like the first one. Okay, first so one. before you continue, before you continue, keep in mind that I'm now going to tell a story. Damn it. I tried to get Aida on the show. Uh-huh. And now I'm going to put her publicist on blast. Uh-oh. Her Uh-oh. publicist's response Uh-oh. to me was, we appreciate the offer, but we're going to pass. I'm not going to put on blast, but you're the second person to, to tell me that. Because we had Mark Vieira on the, phone, on, on, the, on, on the interview, and he had asked me the same thing. He's like, you should have Aida on here. She's amazing. She, and I've been following Aida. Like, I saw her on the Netflix special. Like, I was like, but when I tried to reach out, her publicist was like, nope, thank you. We'll, we'll pass. Not, not even a, like, hey, why? Or this and that. She was just like, nope. We got Gabriel on our side hey, now. Aida, no, it's, it's a wrap. Aida me dice a mí. Aida me dice a mí. Que she's the type of person she wants to lift our people up. Eso, ella no sabía. There's no way that she Oh, I know she didn't know. I know she didn't know. Ella, Aida me dice a mí I want to open up the doors for everybody. It is a village and it takes a village to grow. So even if somebody that's smaller than me that wants me to take part of something, I'm going to be there and help. That's so that's the person that who she is. I know. And that, who, look, that's who I get. And look, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that, but I got receipts. So I'm, I'm good with that. TMZ, where we at? TMZ. publicist ella, porque esa tigera no relaja. <laughs> so hey, hey, look. So Ida, if you're listening to this show, we tried, we tried, we tried really hard too. So oh, I tried to like. Now. We're tagging her. So yeah, 
I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for this one. Though we're gonna be canceled. The, the publicist is we're never gonna, gonna work him. with us again if she ever decides to. Gabriel is on our side, seriously. Yeah, bro, Gabriel, I'm gonna see her on, on Tuesday. I'm flying uh, to bueno, Boston. Bueno, tú le dejas, tú le dejas everybody on our team, like really respects her. She's got a huge audience with us. Like a lot, you know, we're like 69%, 70% women on our on our audience. And they really, really enjoy her content. Like, and, and you know, so uh, just from us, to, from us to her, we really appreciate her and what she stands for and the representation that she's giving us because it's been like really, really cool. Very cool. Yo, you say 81% women, yo no señor ni una teta. Bueno, pero yo lo sé, yo lo sé que tú estás enseñando. Yo lo sé lo que tú estás enseñando ahora. Estás enseñando lo bueno. Yeah, that was going to be 90%. <laughs> Gabriel, but listen, I hear, honestly, like, let, let me, I want to ask you this. Like, I hear, like, a lot of stories when you guys, like, comedians go out on stage and the room just isn't feeling it for whatever reason. Like, how do you get, the like, the audience to engage? Because that happens to everybody. All that big, known, you know, comedians. I think, I think, uh, uh, um, mira, Hey, yo aprendido mucho de Aida. Yo veo Aida. Aida, Aida will have, will take command of a room. It could be very small and intimate, and she brings the depth. Of, oh, she of does. She's good at it, she man. Does. Like, she was like, and I was like, oh, she, yeah, I even get goosebumps talking about that. And I and just I watch her, and I was like, okay, this is this is what she doing, how she do it, and and she does not give a fuck, right? Like she doesn't. If she was, if you're gonna feel uncomfortable, she won't be like, I'm here to make you feel uncomfortable. She actually says it. She actually says it in one of her routines. <laughs> like, I don't care if you feel uncomfortable. And I love that because it takes balls. And yeah. Something like that, right? When I see that, I'm like, for me, it was just, I'm trying to be more interesting. I'm like, if you have an interesting conversation, people are going to listen anyways. And not, not everybody laughs. Some people just sit down and listen. And it's okay. Engage. And they don't have to be like, ha, 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 ha. I want them to be engaged. I noticed that when I talk uh, more personal, boom, or about my personal uh, life, I think more. I see more people engage into uh, whatever I'm talking about. I I agree with that. Facts. I definitely agree with that. And I I um, like we had uh, Benjamin yesterday, and he was on the. We were we were having that same discussion, where he was talking about how he was going to switch his format because he wanted to start talking about a lot of topics that we weren't like discussing. And I'm starting to realize that a lot of Latino comedians are starting to do that now. We're starting to open those doors to discussions, even in comedy, where because African-Americans do it so well. You listen to some of like the top comedians and they they tell their stories of their childhood. And I mean, you can just like you eat that up because you're just like, okay, I completely understand that. But for whatever reason, we just, you know, with the exception of a few Latinos, we never get the representation at the level that we, you know, we got George Lopez, you know, Gabriel Iglesias. You know what I'm saying? At one level. Now they're all seem to be kind of like bringing out their culture, which is yeah. like something really beautiful to see, you know. Algo, pero George Lopez fue también, pero George Lopez fue uno de los primeros que estaba hablando de latinidad en his own. Even though he's Mexican, but you still related to him. Like this is what we do with the yeah. hoes, and we say and I and it was like he was like the first Latino to do it right, right? And uh, also the best comedians are black, best comedians in the world. They are. I mean, I, you know, I have to, I have to agree with that. I just kind of like for us, I think as, as, as a Latino community, it would be, it's, I think it's just awesome to see that we're now starting to elevate it. 
Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, but you know, you you ever you, you ever been in a room of Latinos like in the room for it's un gang at all times. Like it's a great it it's fun. I was like, in the Dominican right? Republic. I had that. It was just crazy. And Dominicans, I I, I try try this. Guys are a good time. It's always a good time. Go to Dominican Republic if you haven't, and, and crack a joke to the waiter. Say something witty. Go and see. Because let me tell you something about a Dominican. A Dominican will snap back at you. Will say something. You will say, you think, I, I thought I was witty. I went to Dominican <laughs> Republic. I said some shit that gave funny. That, gave, yeah, so, uh, that motherfucker had two, three things. You know, yeah. like, oh, oh. And he's, they just, the comeback is just boom, boom, boom. I'm like. Oh. Yeah, that reaction is like automatic. Automatic, and they're like, "Hey, well, he's so confiant, like, hey, vamos tomar una foto, vamos tomar una foto." It just, it's just, and it's hilarious. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever it, it's, it's just a fun time. It's we all just funny as people, and we love comedy. We're a big proponent of comedy. You know, we have great movies like Nueva York. I don't know if you ever seen Nueva York. I saw Nueva York. Oh, that's a classic, man. <laughs> Great, hilarious movie. Saki Banki, hilarious. Oh, that was such a good movie, man. Hilarious. My favorite, favorite scene in that movie is when the, he's going to fight a white guy. And the white guy was like, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? And then the guy was like, get pizza, ni, get pizza. Get pizza. No estamos hablando de pizza, que coño. That's hilarious. And then he goes, no me agarre, no me agarre. Those movie, those movies were iconic. Like we grew up with those. We were like, okay, we can see ourselves there. Like it was one of the few times that we actually, like my cousin and I, my cousin uh, Bohike, uh, he was supposed to be on the show tonight. But we we saw that movie, and for us, we were just like, oh my god! Like there's there. I mean, the stereotypes were all in. Like we we fit. They fit them all in in that movie. <laughs> That's for one. That's qu- I got a question because I know like you, like most comedians, you th- you did the stuff during COVID too. How was it for you during that time period? Because I know, like, you have, we were talking about the, the different comedians. Like, Dave Chappelle had his thing where he was doing it in the backyard or on the fields in his hometown. And they were doing, like, a small gathering for people who were, like, you know, good with that. Like, what did you do during COVID as a comedian to kind of, like, keep your keep your game on, so to speak? I think, I, think, uh, I, I, I just slowed down and there was, like, less shows, less people coming up, uh, coming out to shows and, um, during COVID, I, I became clo- good friends with Eric Rivera and Aida. Well, Aida and I have always been tight. I think I did. I, I did mostly like little smaller shows if I could, but I kind of laid back a little bit because I, I was also afraid of COVID. And I did. Yo pasé dos años without getting COVID. A mí me dio Omicron ahora porque esa vaina estaba más contagious que el diablo y y alguien me lo pegó por FaceTime. For real. I'm with him. I got COVID too. It was like from one day to another. I got hit with a bat. I got hit with a bat. I have people that make fun of. Oh my goodness. I haven't gotten it. You haven't gotten it? You're gonna get a medal. I'm that person that they make they're making memes about me now. (laughs) Pero mira, I wanna talk about it's like everybody got on the plane. Because I'm a Los Angelina who I went to school on the East Coast and that's where I was exposed to 
Dominican culture. And I, I moved back to the West Coast. I really, really missed that. So when I saw Julissa and you become regulars on Pero Like, I felt like there was a, a shift for Dominican representation, not only on the West Coast, but really nationally, right? Outside of baseball, outside of merengue. So, ¿cómo se siente ampliar la cultura dominicana aquí en California? Uh, that was great because I felt like um, Dominicans had a bad rep on, on, on the internet. And there, there's always a lot of things say, said about Dominicans, but there's not a lot of things said about anyone else, right? They were like, yes, there's this racism in Dominican Republic, but there's racism everywhere, right? And I think uh, uh, they were talking about it was a big issue with the Haitians and the de deportation. And I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that the Dominicans don't get involved in that, but, you know, America do the same thing too, and nobody says anything. The Amer United States of America deported over, over 10,000 Haitians, right? They're straight to Haiti when they have no president. Is a is a is a it, they're at martial law. Dominicans weren't represented in, in, in a positive light, and then there was a lot of attacks uh, on Dominicans. And what is where is everyone else? Because everybody else goes through it in their in Latin American countries and the United States, right? And I wanted to do something different. I'm like, yo, our culture is dope. Dominicans are dope. Like la música, la música oh, viene de nuestro país, bro. Ese merengue, esa bachata, ahora el dembow. ¿Tú entiendes? Let's go. La única razón que los dominicanos no se pegaba tanto es porque se necesitaba una visa para la mayoría de esos artistas venir para acá. It's true. It's true. Facts. facts. Yo, he's spitting facts, bro. Like, there's, there's no denying that. Like, it's, and we, and even through that, we were uh -huh. able to become some of the best musicians on this planet. Word. Word. Oye, pero el dominicano tuvo su mano en toda esa vaina. Eh, eh, la, eh, la salsa, Charles Boricua did a great job con la salsa. Pero sin los cubanos y los dominicanos no se pudo hacer una salsa. Mm, mm. Si no había true. ningún. If there was no Johnny Pacheco, there would be no salsa today. Mm. Very true. Absolutely. Very Hands true. Hands down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so Dominicans. Ruben and Blades, you, you, let's go. Ruben Blades, and you talk to a Dominican. Yo, yo, you listen to the salsa today that's hot right now. It's coming from Dominican Republic. It's coming from, yeah. It's coming from the island. I'm like, yo, these are dope. I'm like, holy shit. That like, even this new bachata, there's always new music. And it's weird because you go to the heights and you hear music all over the place. It's like boom, yeah. boom, boom. And like there's like everybody's a DJ in and every they, corner. They, they, I, each other. <laughs> I, I don't know what to listen to because I got Hector Lavo here and they got Rochi RD over there. <laughs> oh, Rochi Rochi RD. Classic my own. Let's go. I know. It's, it's, It's just crazy. The mus musically crazy. It, it, it's like unfathomable. You know, and I'm not, I'm not taking I'm not taking away from everyone else because like Puerto, Puerto Ricans being a small island, right? Being a small island to impact the rest of the world because I think the, the Puerto Ricans had an easier access to the rest of the world, right? That's like when Puerto Ricans took over the song, the song Borinqueño. Right, because Cubans couldn't, Cubans couldn't leave Cuba, but Puerto Ricans had to step in. The Puerto Ricans took took the mantle uh, of Latinidad and music when when we couldn't. And the Puerto Ricans were like, you know what? I can't do it. We're gonna bring it. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna fucking bring it to everybody else because we have the access to do it. Right. So so without everybody else, with everybody working together, with this no, the music wouldn't be where where it's at today. I like the fact that as as a culture, we're we're doing that, too, where we're kind of starting to hand over the baton. So, I mean, like you see um, Lee Manuel Miranda 
just mm-hmm. kind of like he's like, fine, if we're not going to get representation, I'm going to put everything on my shoulders and I'm going to blow through Hollywood and I'm going to give them everything. Yeah. Colombia, Puerto Rico, Cuba, like I'm going to do everything I can to turn around and like slam everything in there. And even with controversy, that man is just pushing and pushing and pushing. And you got musicians, regardless of what you think about the music and so forth, you got musicians that are just like pushing and pushing to try to get our culture like front and center. Él la votó con ese encanto. Oh, please. Encanto. You know, eh, 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 tú sabes, cuando se vino con In the Heights, the, the bubbles dropped. But yeah, of course. Anybody else. I was I was surprised because if I was if I was him I would have been like yo no voy a hacer nada para nadie ya and look we can honestly say we, I'm pretty sure that thought went into his head I'm pretty sure that thought went into his head I'm pretty sure he woke up the next morning on Twitter going coño pero que yo tengo que hacer like what else do I have to do no le gusta nada he went out and he apologized yeah if it was me ustedes no ven que yo hice algo the thing that bothers me the most is that people don't understand that that movie was taking place at the same time as he was filming in the Heights. In the Heights. People were recording in studios. All these people talking about representation are now seeing memes and videos about little kids going into the front of the TV going, I look like that. And yep. that brother put the music together to make that happen. You know what? And I bet you, if they would have done the same thing they did with Encanto, we're in the heights, it would have been the same thing. Yeah. Everybody would have been the same thing. Everybody would have been talking like, I see myself in the in the heights. Yeah. I see myself. Like, oh my God, these are Dominicans. They had, no offense, but they had a whole bunch of Puerto Ricans speaking Dominican. Like, I was like, well, why are these Dominicans having Puerto Rican accent? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna Mark- lie. I'm not gonna lie. Mark- you're right about that. I'm like, well, and then the, the I know there was a play, but I'm like, the story don't make sense to me. It was a the story is about a Dominican dude with a Puerto Rican accent, right? That has a dream. The biggest dream he has is to fly to Dominican Republic. Go back to the island. Yeah. Go back to the island, and and you sit there two and a half hours of the movie, and he never, and then he goes never goes. It's like a, it's- he never. Bueno, he had the president at the store. He had the president at the store. So he had the yeah, president at the store. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy all right i'm gonna talk about a serious subject because i know we we clown and we clown it but i i do want to get into like what what you've because you're now a business owner and i'm gonna read something that it was part of a video that i saw uh on your artist cigar instagram and it says here Five years ago, I was homeless. I was sleeping in a car. I was sleeping in different couches and different living rooms. Today, I have my own place. And then you go on to talk about, you know, the, the different things that you've achieved. And I, I look, I understand where you're coming from because I'm a single dad. I had three kids. At one point, we were living in a hotel. And then we were in, and then we were in transitional housing with the three kids. Okay, so 
it took me 14 years to get out of that situation, you know, to where we are now. Yeah, the, 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 what sped up the process for me is not having kids. Um, I'm going to let them know. He's here all night. He's here all night, guys. Si no fuera por ustedes. Refund. Refund. Yo hubiera progresado en that guilt trip. Uh, seriously, uh, it it was it was hard. It was um, you know it takes it takes a certain amount of grit, and it's like like eating glass and keeping going and still going like right. Yeah, you're you're a constant battle with your own brain because you can't even have therapy because you don't even have uh, you can't afford no therapist, right? You're thinking about the future and your goals and your dreams. I had to think about it and obsess about it every single day. You know, I woke up, I would wake up at 530 in the morning to go to BuzzFeed for no reason because I had to be there at nine. Right. And it was just like, well, I'm not going the right way. And also what helped me is surrounding myself with the right people. Oye, que si tú te juntas con gente que son mal agradecida, que no sirven para el diablo. You know when you around a friend que no sirve. And, and I left some friends uh, here in New York que no sirven ni, ni para el diablo. ¿Entiendes? Gente que, you know, when, 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 when you have a friend that, que hacen cosas que son maldades, que, que hacen cosas malas a, a los demás, es más fácil de hacer una maldad a que no están haciendo nada con su vida. ¿Verdad? So yo tenía que cambiar mi mentalidad en, y buscar las personas que están haciendo cosas buenas con su vida. El mejor amigo mío, Andy, es una persona que está casada, tiene dos hijas. Andy no sabía que me estaba llevando al diablo. ¿No entiende? Eh, yo nunca le pregunté al dinero. Yo no le pregunto a nadie por dinero porque yo, pra, yo prefiero pasar lo mío y, y, y tú sabes, look for something. Find a way money, out. ¿no? You got to find a way out. Plus, you got the guilt if you do and then all of a sudden they throw it at you and all kinds of stuff. Like, I had to deal with, I had to deal with that a couple of times. Oye, y sabe que look, I don't know how you deal with kids and, and a wife, you know, but like No, eh, without, eh, I, was, I was single, man. I was single. I was, I was, ra I was raising them. I was raising them at the time. You know, I was raised, I've, I've raised my kids my entire life. So for me, it's like, I, I actually sat, stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning, every night programming, learning HTML, learning different ways to, to work with my computer to try to get to a place. And it was like you, I ended up finding a guy who gave me like, um, like a little part-time gig. You know how you go on these Upwork, these sites like Fiverr, like if you ever use Fiverr to get like, I was on those sites and I had a, I had a person who came up to me and asked me, Hey, you know, I need you to do this. And then he grabbed me and he said, how much do you earn a month? And I'm like, I mean, I, I, whatever I get here, you know, I'm competing with people from India and all kinds of stuff. And he was the one that kind of grabbed me and slapped the poverty out of me. Como can dice. You know what I'm saying? Like he was the one that looked at me and said, Hey, you know, you're, you're devaluing yourself. You're not paying attention to how, like, uh, successful you can be with the qualifications you can have. It's, 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 you got to change your circle. Change your circle. Oh, yeah. Immediately. I've gotten rid of family. Immediately. Hay gente que son lacra y son de magas. En vez de to add, they subtract. And you need, I, my best friend, Andy, all my guys, uh, Nick, my barber, like my he, Nick owns his own barber shop. Nick makes good money. The way the mentality of my guys, my guys, uh, even like my guys, all my guys are doing something, right? 
Another another thing that that got me out of there is uh, women, man. Women, uh, people. And I have I have to thank my success first and foremost to to the women in my life, right? And you know, not really my mom. It's like we don't know every night. No, just kidding. I don't mean it as women I dated or, or yeah, was yeah. with, and an ex girlfriend did help me out, and uh, she she was a pivotal point of, of she was the one that that started. I when when somebody tells you when a woman tells you something, you listen because men we don't listen because women see things different. <laughs> women women see things differently than we don't like like think about it like when when a man is married, you're like we the woman takes care of a lot of things. They're like because this. Man does not think, <laughs> right? Facts. Right. Facts. So like, first and foremost, my ex girlfriend was like, you know, you should start stand up. I, I started stand up, and then she was like, well, you should do videos online. Okay, I'm gonna do videos online. Right. She was the one that started the course, and then I met a friend named Donnie. Uh, she's Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican and white, and she was part of Federal Like when we did a video together. And blah, blah, blah. and Donnie introduced me to Federal Like. She didn't have to do that. She wasn't even part of Pero like yet, right? And then Jenny, I met Jenny, Jenny Galauta La Abuela. Jenny was the one that was like, we, I got to get you in. You're the missing piece that we need in Pero. And also, before I left the Navy, there was a Jewish friend. There's a one advice I never forget because that advice changed my life. That one advice. He was like, he sat down. Uh, see, I'm a Bradley, David Bradley. He sat down. Like, I know you're getting out the Navy, bro. I wish you the best of luck. And I was like, All right, thank you, bro. He's like, I'm going to give you an advice. And if you listen to this advice, you'll be fine. This is advice, this advice changed my life. And if you listen to me, this advice will change you. And I was like, all right, cool. And what is it? He was like, people don't get what they want because they don't ask. Whenever you want something, ask for it. Don't ever be afraid. Even if it's $5,000 more, $10,000 more, well, if you want to do something, ask for it. Because closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, that's true. And then since there, I I met Jenny. I was like, I, I would like to be part of Better Like. She was like, oh, yeah, we didn't know that we you were looking for something. We, we were looking for a guy like you. I was like, yeah. And she was like, what can you do? I was like, I could do everything. I know camera angles. I didn't know no camera <laughs> angles. <laughs> okay, I know acrobatics. And then the director was like, okay, show us. <laughs> show, us. show us your flips, girl. Yeah. Hey, I did the same thing, bro. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. As soon as they gave me the job on the internet trying to learn. How do I do this? How do I do this? That's exactly. They were like, edit this video on Premiere. They said, like, you know, say nada Premiere. He said, yeah, I got you. Bueno, yo estaba on YouTube. Yo no sé. Right? And look at Ida. Ida is another one in my life that took me under her wing. She's a veteran comedian, headliner, and she don't got to do none of that. Another person, Julissa. Julissa introduced me to the manager that I had to that, Carlos. Julissa, this was Julissa's uh, a manager, and she's the one that vouched for me. So uh, the women in my life, when I say women in my life, these are women that changed my life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And women and women do more for, for men than what men do for women. Oh, that part. You see what I'm that saying? That part. Yes, yeah, women, it, women will go up to bat and they'll go and they'll help a man out, right? And then a lot of us, a, a lot of us men, we forget that we we go right away and he we just long. help other guys. 
Yeah, or Sebang yeah. from the relationship. No, yeah, verdad. Por eso que in the future, lo mío es, when I start, when if one day I'm headlining, lo mío para que sean mujeres, mi host son mujeres. You know, the the host, es una mujer, the, the whole weekend, it was uh, that weekend, uh, Glorelis, Dominican, black woman, Afro-Latina, is going to host uh, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. Go. Yeah. Dale, dale. So, we, we, we're all, I'm putting women in the front lines because women changed my life. Amen. So, that's how I see it. So, you ain't lying because I think our team is pretty much 90% women. Maybe 90, 97% women. I think there's three of us that are men. No, there's two of No, three of us that are men. Juan and Bojique. Yep. Yo, I don't understand why women get paid less. Because si la gente fuera inteligente. Dime tú. Si la gente fuera inteligente, I would just have women in my company. Amen. Amen. Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, when I was working at BuzzFeed, I was like, the women were the one telling me, saying, you got an email. Do you check your email? I was like, oh. <laughs> Gracias. <Yeah. laughs> they're, they were, they're just, they were top. I'm disorganized. My mind is all over the place. It doesn't make sense yes, to me oh, bring yes, another oh. duque es igualito me. All right, so let's get into the Artist Cigar. It's the first Dominican cigar manufacturing house in California. You're one of the co-owners. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? This is 100% Dominican owned. Dominican operated, and we hired people in Dominican Republic, right? So that we gave jobs to Dominicans in Dominican Republic, Very right? Cool. So the money and the resources is going back to La Patria. You see what I'm saying? And that's one thing that we want to do. One thing that we got tired of is, okay, everywhere you go, what do people say is the best cigar? Cubans. Cuban cigars. Cuban, 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 Cuban. Cuban. But that's not true. El que sabe de cigarro, no, that's not true. It's not Cuban. Yep. You want to try Havana? Yeah, you want to try Havana. <laughs> Havana. Do you want to try Havana made in, made in the Dominican Republic? In <laughs> the Dominican Republic. Mira lo que pasa es que, que I, I'm tired of, of people, and, and Dominicans do this a lot, and our own people do this. We don't think that we're valuable as mm. people. I agree. And we, 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 always, we always get shoved, shoved to the side. I'm like, we know that that Dominicans came up with merengue and bachata, but how come people will, will grew up listening to merengue and bachata and don't know what Dominican Republic is at? People are so quick to know who Olga Tañón is, but they don't know who Anthony Santos is. Yeah. Mm. Everybody could talk about Elvi Crepo. Elvi Crepo ain't no king of no merengue. Yo conozco 20 mil gente. passed away this year. Put some Toño Rosario in there. Let's go. Toño Rosario le da 50 patas. Figúrate Oye, vamos a decirlo. Jory Ventura, coño, porque, you know, let's bring it up. Of course. Oh, oh. Hasta Mili Quesada. Fernandito Villalona. Hasta la Tinga. Oh, oh. We wanted to be authentic and, and we don't want to lie to our clients. We want to be authentic and we want to uh, create the one of the best cigars you will ever, ever smoke. The guy that we have, our master blender, this guy is like Kobe when it comes to rolling cigars. 
I don't smoke cigars. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't start like smoking cigars. I just started smoking cigars. Yo fumaba era hookah. And then I figure out hookah is my artificial. It's fake tobacco, right? And the, I, I'm honored because my business partner, Una, el primer business partner que tengo yo, es alguien que yo conozco que era chamaquito. It was my best friend since high school. I know him since high school. We're in partners today, right? The master blender, he worked at another company, Middle Eastern. El tipo lo tenía él trabajando como empleado. Smoking his cigars, making profit from his cigars and his recipes, and paid him as an employee. And this man was not even part owner. And we said, this is ridiculous that people are going to our country. They're taking advantage of our resources and our people, and our people are not reaping the benefits. And we're like, and they, I'm like, you, it, 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 they're taking advantage because you're an immigrant man trying to become an, a U.S. citizen. And now we're like, when we came in, we're like, no, that's not okay. We're not going to do this. How about we're going to start a company and you're going to be part owner. And we, all three of us, Andy could have been like, I own 50%. I could have been, we could all could have been like, you know what? You're going to own only 10%. Anybody else would have done that? If you were a shark in the business, right? We said, no, we're all going to own it equally. So do you think that now that you're starting in California, do you see the chain? Like, you know, you want to do like a franchise or what do you think? We also have a distribution uh, license. So like that, we could distribute our cigars and we're the only ones that have green cigars. You ever guys ever seen a green cigar before? No, I haven't. I don't smoke. So... (laughs) We have the not a lot of people have green cigars. In. It's hard. You could go anywhere in California. You probably won't even find a green. You could go all right now to a lot of these cigar shops, and you will not find a green cigar. I know my we uncle are, smokes them. They smoke, but he's on the east coast. He's on the east coast. He's on the east coast. So you're, you're probably seeing more in Florida. Right? Yeah, that's where he is. He's in Miami. In Miami, claro, porque ese otro otro lugar que es a big manufacturer. Yeah, está la monja, no está la monja, no está la monja. Oye, <laughs> el, el cigarro el cigarro verde, tú te lo fumas, tú dices, Dios mío, pero tu cigarro que está bueno. Has a sweet, it's not artificial, it's savory at the same time. You could you could taste the tobacco, the earthy taste that you get from the tobacco comes from the Dominican Republic, which is the only. La única tierra donde produce ese sabor del tobacco, que es riquísimo, ¿verdad? Y el aroma, y la mezcla del dominicano con nicaragüense, una de las mejores mezclas que hay. You know, so eh, we just wanted to create our product, and we wanted to be honest with our people, and we want to create the top-notch quality when it comes to cigar. It doesn't burn, it doesn't have that bad taste, el aroma es buenísimo. You could, you could smoke a cigar y besar a tu mujer, and she wouldn't even taste it. <laughs> okay, that's the kind I want then. Me lo, me lo presenta, por favor. <laughs> Pero, no, for real though, ahora que hay empezado el negocio y todo, what advice would you give to other Latinos who are trying to start their own businesses? Uh, okay, yeah. Anybody want to start their own business, you know, first and foremost, it, it would take a, I would take a notepad and pen porque lo que voy a dar yo ahí me, me tienen que cobrar, pero I'm going to give it up for free. Masterclass, aquí. Oh, yeah. We have a seminar. We're, char- we're going to start. We're going to charge as a seminar. <laughs> First and foremost, don't take any shortcuts. Anybody that want to share share a dream, you're going to get rich fast by doing this, and it's unethical. Any people that are unethical and trying to take shortcuts, sácalo de tu vida. 
That's first and foremost. And if you're that person, don't go into business. If you're unethical, don't get into business. If you're dishonest, because if, if it, when to become a successful business owner, it involves trust and people that trust you, right? Second of all, also be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. All right. No, diga que, ah, no, la próxima semana, no, no, que después, que no pasa por. All excuses, all excuses. Forget excuses. Three, if you, instead of starting a business, look for a business that's already been created, right? Uh, 90% of businesses fail within the first two years, right? The first two years. So it doesn't make sense to use all your, re- it takes a lot of money and resources to hire, create a system, bring clients. All of that is it takes a lot of work, and if you don't know how to do all of that, then it's going to be extremely hard to start a business, right? You might fail within the first two years. Well, what I think is when you buy a, a bit, well, you know what happens when you buy a business from another person? You know what's the success rate when you buy a business? Well, it's like I'm gonna buy a business from this other person. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty. It's a 75%. 70, yeah. 75%. Well, I'm on the backward side of that. <laughs> 75% success rate. You know, that, that's a huge difference than the 90%. Yeah. So now you think mathematically, like math, numbers don't lie, people do. Right? And that's one thing I do understand. When I bought my property, I like numbers don't lie, people do. Right? People people lie to me a lot of things about this property. Yeah, but guess but what? numbers don't lie. You're right about that. I, I am, I'm right a big there. believer in that. I'm I'm like the numbers. As long as you got the numbers, there's no argument somebody can make. Out of out of all businesses that are for sale, right? All businesses are for sale. Do you know how many businesses get bought? Twenty five percent. You're close. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. That that one is kind of one that I was like, okay, I I remember seeing that somewhere. I can't remember if it was on Forbes or if it was on. Uh, I know the L.A. Times did that. But that wasn't the, the state of California. So the odds are in your favor. Look at the math, y'all. I think we, we overthink things. No, it's there and nobody's looking for it. 80% of businesses are not getting bought. And those businesses, they are looking, yearning to sell. Right? You could buy, you could buy a business for cheap. You could even probably even buy the business with no money down, 100% finance. Okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, tú sabes que, can you sell a finance 80% or, you know, let's sell a finance 80% and I'll, I'll put down the 20, right? If they're selling it for you, like for a, like a business that makes 100000 for like 150000 you, I'm pretty sure you could figure out a way to put, come up with 20% of 150000 and at eighty percent, you finance eighty percent of it, and guess what? You're can, you're making money. You're making the money you're making from the business you're paying off. There's creative ways to buy businesses with no money out of your pocket, little or no. You see what I'm saying? There's a, the grants, there's grants, there's PPP loans, there's the SBA. There's a lot of things. There's that, personal investors, you know, people who are interested in joining up with you. And you could buy the business. You could buy. You could be like uh, somebody. You could do a deferred. No, nah, I ain't gonna do it. That's a lot. They give me a lot of information. But um, <laughs> man, let them pay. Let them pay. Coño, no se lo de gratis. No, no, yo, yo, this knowledge. You know, si quieren saber más de ese knowledge, they're gonna have to DM me. Okay, I'm not gonna give be giving all this shit out for free or because okay, they can they can just go and sign up for your masterclass. So. <laughs> 
Que eso es lo que todo el mundo está haciendo ahora. Bueno, no, no, I got some school. Let me do a master okay? class. La comisión, you heard it here first. Oye, pero no, la verdad, la verdad es, look for business to buy. Right now you could go on uh, biz, biz buy, sell, and look at businesses. You could, they could talk to people. People are winning to sell. You'll be surprised if your business, you want to sell your business and it doesn't, and it's not that I'm selling. And the people have a misconception that people are just selling because the negocio está malo. La gente vende porque quiere hacer otra vaina también. Yeah, they may not be wanting to do that anymore. Yeah. Except so that may be their thing. Yeah. I agree with that. I've seen people do that. They like, uh, I know a person who sold this pizza shop just didn't want to do it anymore. They wanted to move. Tired. And the pizza was actually holding them down. ¿Y cuántos viejos no tienen businesses que no quieren hacer nada? Yeah. Que quieren, para, quieren mudarse. Quieren mudarse y ya relajarse. La familia no quiere llegar con eso, ¿no? Yeah. La familia no quiere, no quiere saber ni de negocio. Pero ven acá. Oh, oh. Gabriel, if, uh, if, if people wanted to go and purchase the cigars, you're, you're in San Diego, right? Like, that's where, they, that's, that's where the shop is? Yes, we're in San Diego. Um, right now, we're working on the on the website so like that could, people could buy it online. Uh, right now, we're not able to ship it yet, but we are working on it. We're close. We're close. We have a website designer, but uh, we want kind of people are asking us like they want to try the cigars and these cigars. Once you try them, let me tell you, I promise you, once you try these cigars, you don't want to try another cigar uh-huh. like any other. Mira, you won't cigar. be able to get Steve Harvey out of there. <laughs> hey. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, just go on, you know what you do, just go on, go on for a family feud, so take the box with you. <laughs> He's like, survey says, <laughs> I'm just going to say this, that the roller that we have is like the Kobe of rolling cigar. He's a master blender. I'm not going to give off any of his secrets or whatever, because he's very private. But his the recipe that we have is four generations. Oh, very good. Yeah. Four, four generations. And the recipe, I don't even know the recipe to these cigars that he keeps in Loctite. And he's only teaching these recipes to his kids. And, you know, and he, there was one time he revealed his recipe. The uh, one thing about his recipe that changed the cigar of a big cigar company that y'all probably smoked today. And then he got in big freaking trouble with his father. Right. So the, people smoke his, his, these cigars are ridiculous. If you guys ever try one, you'd be like, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go down there just to turn around and at least show my support. I know a lot of people in my family who who uh, who smoke cigars. And so I definitely go by there and buy. I don't I wouldn't smoke them just because I don't I don't smoke or drink. So for me, but I definitely would go out there and support you. And look, I, uh, whatever we need to do on our side uh promotional wise whatever you want us to you know to be able to push on our end to try to to try to you know spread the word out as much as we can we'd love to do it man because what you're doing is amazing the adversity that you've overcome is absolutely amazing and just to see you get to where you are is an inspiration to a lot of dominicanos and other different nationalities who are trying to make something of themselves and they keep thinking that there's only one way and only one type And you're like a beacon to that, to be able for them to be able to sit there and say, okay, mira, I can see myself in him because of what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Eh, todo es posible. Eh, me dice algo. And knowledge is power. You educate yourself. Oh, yeah. When somebody knows how to get somewhere and, and I've gotten there, you could lose it all. You could lose all your money. You yeah. could lose your house. But you, you know how to get there again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You need to get 
then that's a good thing. You get you go through the adversity, you're able to kind of pick yourself up and kind of ride the same wave you were trying to do before. If if people wanted to follow you, where would they go and do that? Eh, yo estoy Gadiel del Orbe en todos lados. Well, that's important. I know it is. Gadiel del Orbe en todos lados. And what is it? No, at, the, at Art, Art uh, at, Cigar, right? And then the cigar, the cigar is at Art. The uh, Art, the Art sure Cigar SD. The Art Cigar, I think is what it is. The artist cigar as okay, very uh, cool. If you guys post it when we're able to ship uh, cigars, or if you guys want to try it, let me know. DM me like yo, so like that we could have you uh, put like a list together, so like that we could ship off and you could try some of these green cigars. If you never try a green cigar in your life, I'm telling you, this is gonna change and rock. Look, look, I, like I said, look, I'm gonna DM you first of all, and then you better follow me back because if you don't follow oh, me back, then you know this conversation never happened. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what I want to do is I, I like I said, I'll, take, I'll definitely take a ride when when you're back in L.A. or back in California and, and you're going over there. Let me know. I'll drive down there. I mean, it's only like an hour and a half, two hours, two, what, two and a half hours max. Hey, road trip. Boy, and I go and I'll support, man. And we'll go over there. And we'll have a conversation see, in life. Yo, you'll be surprised how many Dominicans in, in, in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, because they better have better food than we have here in LA. Hey, they went, they went out of business. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but there is a Dominican club down there. Se llama La Luz. Okay, okay, you go over there. Party, party. Vamos para el party. Oh, Sancocho. Tienes Sancocho ahí estoy, ahí estoy. Also, Gabriel, man, thank you for joining us. I, like I said, I really do appreciate it, man. I, it, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to be able to share your story and for you to share it with us. And, you know, uh, again, when when these people go out there and they see you, let them see themselves through you. That's that's the biggest thing about it. And, I'm, and again, a true blessing to have you here. I'm glad that we got we were able to get connected and I'm hoping for a really good future going forward. Thanks for having me. And it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Uh, you guys are so dope, and you're, I would just wish you guys much success, much success. Y todo aquí, y tienen mi apoyo cuando necesiten algo. Te dejo saber, te dejo saber. Me, si yo no estoy sandigo, me dejo saber, porque I want them to take care of you. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. I'll take that even more. <laughs> yeah. Para que te lo sepa, eso es bueno ser dueño. Hey. Eso, eso. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that is our show, folks. You can listen to us on Neighborhood Radio on Radio89.com and on literally every major podcast network. Follow us on social media at Latin Babbler Show and visit our website, our new website, www.latinbabbler.com. I'm the Latin Babbler, along with Gabriel, along with Raquel and Cosmo Latina, and we are out.